Thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Brothers podcast, hosted by Andreas Higiri and myself, Tyler Feist. Here at the Kingdom Brothers podcast, we'll be sharing testimonials, asking questions, talking about God, and preaching words of encouragement. The main goal is to lift up the name of Jesus and pray that God speaks to you all individually in a way you can understand. If you are new, please be sure to follow so you can get the latest updates on when we post. You can follow us on YouTube and Spotify, and we also have an email that you can reach us at as well. If you guys have any prayer requests, if you guys have any questions or any topics we should cover, go ahead and message us. The links will be in the description below. We encourage you all to share this message and welcome back to the Kingdom Brothers Podcast. This is Andres with Kingdom Brothers Podcast. And today I'm with my co-host Tyler Feist, and we have a very special guest, an amazing man of God, Alex Alea, that we're going to be interviewing today, and you'll get to know a little bit about him. Um, but before we get started, we're going to go ahead and go into the Word and do an intro prayer here before we start the podcast. All right, so uh, today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, we're going to actually be on verse 19. So before you actually hear this verse, go ahead and open the Bible for yourself and uh, go into Ephesians and go ahead and go to chapter 2, verse 19 and read it, and then go ahead and click back onto the video so you can go ahead and continue the podcast. So we're going to talk about Christ, our cornerstone, before we go into this because um, you know, as of late, I've been, you know, researching the foundation of Christ and really what we need to be grounded on in these last days. And um, so chapter 19, uh, sorry, chapter 2, verse 19 is, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, uh, but fellow citizens uh, with the saints and members of the household of God, having built been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. So yeah, guys, we're just going to pray over the foundation right now. If you don't have a foundation in Christ, um, you know, bow your heads and, and really ask the Lord to reveal himself to you in this prayer. Um, so that you understand what the foundation is and we're really what we need to be grounded on. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for this day, this podcast, Lord, Father God. And uh, whoever's listening, Lord, that they build a foundation on the rock, which is you, Father God, which is you, Jesus, the word of God. Um, and we just thank you, Father God, for this time. We thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you um, for the listener who's listening to, to this podcast. We pray that, that the Lord comes into their life and just reveals himself um, in the listener's life, Lord Father God. I pray that they encounter Christ and I pray that today in this podcast that they find truth and they, they, they understand and realize, Lord God, how faithful you are and how good you are in our lives. And so Lord, I just thank you and I pray that they do, Father God, come to Christ if they haven't already, you know, uh, accepted the Lord, Lord, that you just show him, Lord Father God, your love today in this podcast. And that you magnify who you are in their lives, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. All right. So today we have Alex Alay uh, in the podcast. I'm so excited uh, to have him on. He has an amazing testimony. And uh, yeah, Alex, just wanted to start off the question by uh, just asking you uh, what your testimony is and what has God done in your life, man? Yeah. First, uh, I want to definitely thank you guys for allowing me to come into the podcast. It's a uh... It's a blessing and just amazing to see what God is doing. Um, you know, using this podcast and using you guys at a young age is uh, 
just love to see it. But um, yeah, so kind of answer your question, you know, my testimony. Um, I mean, I'm 24 years old. Um, you know, I grew up here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, you know, like everybody else, right? I mean, we all we all start with the world, right? We all start in the world, and um, that's kind of how the journey was for me. You know, um, I've been saved for about three years. Um, you know, I started off just, you know, as a, as a young kid, I always wanted, I always wanted to be somebody in life, no matter what that was. I always had a desire to be somebody great. I knew I had a big purpose. I just never understood what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you grow up, I grew up with the, you know, wrong crowd. I just, as a young kid, you know, I love to, um, go to clubs. I love, you know, you know, doing, doing all the worldly stuff, um, and um, that's kind of what it was for me. That was my lifestyle. You know, I've always wanted to be part of something bigger, you know, because I felt like I wanted to be valued no matter where I was. Um, so for me, my thing was women, of course. Right. I mean, um, and and going out, you know, that was that was the biggest thing for me is spending time at clubs and stuff like that. And every time I went to a club, I never very felt satisfied. Right. I always felt empty inside I didn't I didn't understand why and I've always you know I I, I would go and I'd try to sleep with multiple women and that was my thing you know I mean I was a sinner I, I just loved to do those things and and for me is I didn't feel loved um and so you know um finally you know uh at the age of uh you know three years ago 21 was when Christ started to kind of um talk to me, you know, and he tried to reach my heart. Um, the thing was that I, I, when I was little, I played for a football league, a Christian league. And, um, it's crazy because it was, a, we would go to football camps and they'll talk about God, but I just never opened my heart to it. I was always numb to it. I didn't care. I didn't want to listen. I always slept, you know, um, but it was all for God's purpose. You know, God had a design, a time and a date when he was going to come and reach my heart. And that was at the age of 21, right? I mean, I had just turned 21. Um, I was just partying, doing all the things that I love to do. And, you know, God used various people to reach me. Um, so I know one of them was uh, my friend, Abby. Um, she had, she was a, a big vessel for God and, and my friend Christian as well um, that God used. Um, but for me, you know, if you were to ask me when I was young, if, if I was going to follow Jesus, I would have laughed at you. I would have, you know, mocked you because I never thought I would ever give my life to Jesus. I was never in the back of my head. I never thought about it. You know, um, I always had my own plans. I always had my own goals. Um, so, you know, surprisingly as, uh, God is using these two individuals, they're planting seeds in my heart. You know, they're talking to me about Jesus. They're doing this or doing that. And I was always, since I was little, I've, I've always been very curious, curious to find out what's more. So for me, I've always loved to ask questions. And I've, that's kind of how God captivated me. He made me curious. He made me into a person to, to seek more, to find out more. And that was just of God's way of reaching my heart. Um, so yeah, just, um, you know, one day, um, actually, my friend Abby invites me as I'm working at Alley Fitness um, as a general manager. She invites me to come to this church camp. Um, and, you know, um, when I go to this church camp, the funny part is she never told me that this was a, a church camp for kids. She always told me that it was a 
account for olders, you know, like college kids, etc. But she never told me that. And I'll tell you why she never told you that uh, later on. But as I go to this church camp, right, I mean, I arrive, it's a bunch of young kids. And I'm like, what is this? I've never been to this. Um, and, you know, what's crazy is once we uh, we start off, we go to the church and people start singing these songs. And I just remember, um, like it was yesterday, just uh, the pastor, the, the youth pastor had put in, uh, he had put in like flyers, he had put like, like things that people, young kids would struggle with, right? Whether that's pride, whether that's porn, whether depression, anxiety, whatever that was. I never knew what mine was. I didn't. But he kind of scattered it around. And he'd say, whatever it is, go to that one flyer and sit on your knees and, and, and give it to God. And I just remember I went to the middle of the cross, wherever the cross was. And I sat down and I got on my knees and I lifted my hands and I said, I, I said, God, like, you know, if this is what you want, you know, I didn't I didn't know who he was. I didn't understand anything about, you know, Christianity. I didn't understand about the faith. But I knew one thing is that I felt a tug in my heart. So God calls me and I'm on my knees and I'm just weeping. I'm crying. And and, and I just I just break down to to, you know, um, so low in my life. And I'm just like, I can't believe this is this is, you know, this is real. And my arms, my hands just become tingly. And um, I just felt God really start touching my heart. And I felt an amazing love. And I just felt the pastor's arms over my shoulders. And I've always thought a kid that was in the clubs, a kid that in school was very prideful, always was the, the, the wanted to be the famous kid in high school, hanging out with the, the top kids, with all the girls and doing this to being on his knees and giving his life to Jesus was never planned, never expected. So when that happened, you know, this, this love overflowed my heart and, um, I knew two songs and that was one was do it again by elevation. And the other one was lying in the lamb. Um, two songs that I learned there at church camp and I just played it over and over and over again. And, I would go outside of the church and I'll just look at the sky and I'll say, God, you're so wonderful. Like I'm loved by you. I'm forgiven. And, you know, one thing I've learned is when you do a lot of bad stuff in life, you know, and, and, and you meet God and he forgives you and you see how much he forgives you is the moment when you're like, you're worthy of all my worship. Because I knew deep inside my heart is how can you forgive a person like me? Yeah. I've done so much bad. I've done so much evil. I've, I've, I've done wicked things. And, and you decided to forgive me. You decided to love me when I didn't even know you. Right? So that church camp was the start of my journey. Right? Uh, it was the start of my, of my walk with Jesus. Um, and, you know... Um, is, is there, you know, uh, you know, as I started after alley fitness, I went to work at knockout fitness and that's kind of where I met Christian and, um, he started planting seeds and I seen his relationship with God and it kind of captivated me. It, it brought me curiosity of more and more and more. And, you know, eventually, you know, um, that's just kind of how my walk started, right? I didn't really understand too much, but I knew that Jesus was real, um, and then um, I remember I had gone to a church service as well. Um, and they haven't 
they they never asked me this question until this it was, it was at church Sunday morning the pastor's up and he says does anybody here want to accept Jesus I already was being fed of Jesus I was this but it was more personal it was like do you want to accept him inside your heart do you want him to be your Lord and Savior and I remember everybody rose their a couple people rose their hands and then it it was the last part of the service and eventually everybody's hands went down he's like okay dismissed and I finally decided to put my hand up. And the thing was, nobody seen me. So the church was over. And I was like, well, I guess it's probably not my time, right? And then eventually as I'm walking outside, there's a guy waiting for me right at the door. And the question he asked me, he says, are you ready? When he asked me, are you ready? I looked at him in the eyes and my, in my, in, in, I poured out. I poured out. I started crying and crying and weeping. And he said, just, you know, pray, you know, pray this after me. And he said... And, and he just prayed over me. And it was something that my mom was praying for. You know, she went to church and she, I knew she was praying for it, you know, because she was just waiting for the time for me to open up my heart. Because it's different, right? I mean, it's different when you confess Jesus in front of people, right? It's different when you open your heart in front of people, right? Because you publicly announce that you confess that Jesus is Lord. You confess, confess them that he's your Lord and Savior. And at that moment... Of my life was when my journey with Jesus Christ began. Now, with my journey with Christ, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it was, uh, how can I say, I, I kind of like to relate it, uh, you know, with King David, you know, as he made his mistakes. And, um, you know, I, after I accepted Jesus, I believe it was a month later, I got baptized. Um, man, when I got baptized, it felt like I was brand new, you know, something amazing. It was it was official, you know. Um, I started posting on social media. I had this, you know, just passion for God. I was like, man, hey, this dude Jesus exists. He's real. Believe in him. And, you know, what's crazy is when I go and do that, when I did that stuff, a lot of people were surprised. Right. They're like, this dude was just at the clubs just a few months ago. He was posting about promoting clubs. He was doing all these things. I mean... It, this guy was was just in the world, and now he's talking. Now he's religious. Now he's talking about Jesus. But you see, I was in a position where the love of God made me do things that I would never done before, right? I mean, His love is what captivated me. Is what made me to go and do these things. He, I felt loved. I knew I was forgiven. So if He was able to reach like a person like me, then of course He can reach you, right? And that's kind of what what I started doing, and I, and I get it. You know, when we come to Jesus, like you know, people will make fun of you, right? I mean, yeah. they'll laugh at you. The same people that I used to hang out with, the same people I used to party with, they'll they'll mock me because I believed in Jesus. They'll say like, "Oh man, look at this holy person. He thinks he's better now. He's in church," you know. And um, yeah, that's kind of uh, how everything started. And I kind of had to understand that. Um, that this was going to happen and God showed me, he gave me grace. You know, he, he, he allowed me to understand that this is just a process of following him. Right. And I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of people because of this, but God restored that with more friends. He restored that with more family, people that will be there for me, people that wanted to support me and help me with my walk with Christ. Um, you know, so after the baptism and, and, you know, just learning a couple of things about Jesus, I kind of just am doing my walk with God. I'm learning more about 
I'm spending time with him. Um, and then, you know, this is kind of uh, where the journey, the next step of the journey is, is um, um, one day working at uh, Knockout Fitness and uh, this woman walks in um, and it was just me, myself in the gym. Uh, she walks in and she, you know, had a question about her membership. Um, and when I had seen her, I uh, felt some, you know, some, I guess, butterflies in my stomach, you know. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, she comes in and I'm like, man, you know, um, she's so beautiful and I, I did, like, I'm stuttering. I'm trying to answer her questions about the membership, but at the, the same time in the back of my head, I'm like, how can I get this girl's number? You know, so eventually I had asked her, I was like, you know, uh, do you, you know, I know you work out. She's like, do you ever want to get a workout in? And, and instead of giving me her number, she's like, follow me on Instagram. And I'm like, dang, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so I follow her on Instagram and eventually I, I, I message her and, um, you know, so as soon as I message her, um, you know, we, we start going on our first workouts. And I'm like, just being, you know, I'm like, man, this, this, this woman's so beautiful. And the funny part about it though, this is the, this is a part where she will kind of like talk about it is when I first started talking to her, I didn't know how to act. The reason why I didn't know how to act because I was a brand new Christian, you know, I, I didn't know how to act with a person that didn't believe in what I believed. So when I would pull up and I'll go and pick her up, I had a Christian music. And I didn't understand how she was going to receive that. I didn't understand how she was going to accept that. So I would get shy. I would get like, God, like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to speak to her. What if she makes fun of me? And one time she had asked me, she's like, what are your goals? And I was like, I didn't want to tell her that I wanted to be a pastor because I thought she was going to walk away. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I, I want to, I want to be a pastor. I want to help. I want to help young kids. And she's like, oh, wow, really? And she told me what her goals were. And I think ever since then, she never, uh, she didn't walk away. And we just kept working out. We went on, uh, we started going on, on you know, dinner dates. And um, uh, eventually, um, I had asked her to be my girlfriend. Um, but before I had her to ask to be my girlfriend, I knew it already inside my heart. I went to the mountains and um, it was a place where I would talk to God. And I asked and I told him, I was like, God, if. If you give me this this person here, I promise that I will bring her to you. Of course, she she didn't really. I mean, she comes from a Catholic background, right? She you know wasn't really involved in church, didn't really understand too much, right? I mean, um, so you know, ever since then, you know, I built. Uh, we got into a relationship, and um, there's a lot of things I didn't understand, um, you know, because it was I was new to it. You know, I was a, a Christian and and in and, and a relationship. I didn't know how things went. And um, as me and her started dating, you know, um, we started getting closer and closer and closer. And, um, you know, uh, this is where the part gets is, you know, as a Christian, you you stumble, you fall. Right. The, the Bible says that a righteous man shall fall seven times, but get back up. Um, you know, and this is the thing, right? You're, you're, you're going on a date, you know, you don't understand the, the, the boundaries. You don't understand certain, these were things that I was learning about temptations, about things like that. Because when you, when you, when you're in the world, it's, it's a little different, right? You, you want to talk to a woman, 
you go to point A and you finish in point B, right? You go do, you want to do what you want to do with her, you know, go to bed, etc. right? There's, there's no conviction, right? I mean, there's no boundaries. There's nothing that you're, but now I'm in a relationship with God. So what do I do now, right? I feel temptation. I'm like, man, she's beautiful. But I know, I know deep inside I'm not supposed to sleep with her because it's not the right thing to do. Well, eventually me and her put ourselves in the wrong position, you know, um, Something that I really had to learn is, um, you know, uh, and we ended up, you know, we we ended up falling, right? I mean, I fell into sexual sin, you know, um, fell into sexual sin a couple times with her, um, and that was kind of my my part of my walk with 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 God. Um, and as I'm walking and I'm going through these through through through, through and I'm struggling through the sexual sin because you got to understand, right? I mean, for me. My biggest struggle after that was sexual sin. It was an addiction. It was something that I wanted and I wanted, but I knew deep inside I shouldn't do it, right? I would get convicted. I'll say the Holy Spirit, you know, would tell me like, this is not the right thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And I remember I would always cry to God and I'll say, God, like, forgive me, forgive me. But I'll go and I do it again. I'll go and I do it again. Um and then throughout this time, probably like a month or two or so that I'm dealing with, with this, you know, sexual sin is God begins to give me dreams. Um, and I realized that that was some a gift that God had given me was dreams and he will speak to me through dreams. And in these dreams, God would show me like the rapture and he showed me like two times, three times a rapture and every time I would stay behind and I wasn't mad. I, I just love, I genuinely love God and I knew I struggled. So for me, it wasn't like. Like I was scared. It was almost like, okay, God, I'm I'm sorry, you know. Um, so as 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 I'm dealing with this, eventually I get to a point in my life where I'm like, you know what, God, I don't understand why I feel like this when 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 I fall into sin. I don't understand why every time I end up in my knees crying to you and asking you for forgiveness, and I can't change because this is it's too powerful, it's too strong. I can't overcome this on my own. Like I, I don't. And I finally cried out to God for help to help me through this struggle. Finally, I said, God, I need you to deliver me from this. Right. So one day uh, it's in the afternoon. I'm sleeping and, and I have this dream. You know, it's funny when you ask God something, you know, sometimes we expect the answer the way we asked it. We, we expect for God to answer the way we want him to answer. But the way God answers is different, right? He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So the way God answers my prayers by giving me a dream. Now, when God gives me this dream, right? This was a dream that changed everything. This was a dream that really got me up. It woke me up. It was a, it was a wake up call. And in this dream, it was Practically, I was in I was in hell. I had a dream of of going to hell, um, and I just remember falling into this dark hole. Um, and when I landed, I opened my eyes and I knew where I was at. In the dream, I knew that I was in hell. And in hell, I mean, there was a lot of people in hell, um, and I remember the ground starting to get hot. And the crazy thing about hell was that, like, I felt God's anger. I knew he was upset. Like, he was mad, right? Um, and then I remember seeing people just screaming, Lord, 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 right? I knew I knew when I went to hell, I was in hell. 
Like my conscience told me, you're in hell. Second, I knew that these people that were screaming, Lord, Lord, knew God, right? Um, and the third thing that my conscience told me was I didn't belong here. That was the number one thing that I noticed was I know I don't belong here, but there's a reason why I'm here right now. And I just remember seeing this door in hell that didn't have a doorknob. And it was, a sh it was the door was shut. And man, all the people that were screaming, Lord, Lord, would go to the doorknob. And they would stick their lips out to scream, Lord, trying to get help, trying to get help from him. But the door was shut. And I never understood and why there was a door until like literally three months ago. I think it's in the book of Luke. Um, I was just reading one day and man, it pops up. Um, and that dream was two years ago and I barely found out why the door was there three months ago. Um, and the Bible talks about that when the good man of the door shuts the door, there will be people screaming outside, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he will say, I never knew you depart from me. You who, you know, do you workers of iniquity. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what he says. And it clicked. I was like, now I understand why the door was shut. Now I understand why people were out and screaming, Lord. Now I understand what God was trying to tell me. Right. Um, you know, and when I woke up from that dream, the first thing that I did is I got on my knees and I started crying because I was I was scared. I was scared. I went from God showing me raptures to not being scared because I just had this, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I was like, you know what, God, do you love me? You're going to forgive me to bam. Now this fear captivated me. It surrounded me. It was a horror fear that it just I had nothing else but to cry. Yeah. Um and I asked God to to forgive me, and that fear, man, it for the next following two weeks just carried on. And I told, you know, at the time, my girlfriend Stephanie, I told her what the dream was about, and I had to told her I was like, "Hey, we can't do this no more. This this sex sexual sin, this this stuff of us keep on. It has to stop." And when I talked to her, I was like, "You're you're you're either gonna understand me, and you're going to." You're going to um, um, understand me that I'm going to go and do what God is telling me to do, or you're just going to go on your own. Right. I understand. I, I, you know, we, we have our bodies. We have temptations. If, you know, if, if, if you're not going to be able to handle this, then it's okay. And at that moment, I tested if it was God's word or not. If this is going to be the one for me, then she's going to go and, 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 and then she's going to agree and, and, and surrender to, to God and ever since then we abstained from 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 sex and it was it to, and and for two years following that date did we not have any sex right for two years we abstained from any from any sexual uh you know like sin now it wasn't easy right it was it was hard we had to I would have to go to um my pastor you know, pass away and ask him and, and, and counsel us and help us. And, and it took a lot of prayer because you got to understand we're flesh, we're weak, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's easier said than done, you know? So, but what took me to change was that dream. God knows all his children and he knows what it's going to take for them to change. You know, now, sometimes I ask God, God, why, why did it have to be at that time? 
Why at so young? Why did the dream have to be so, so big? Why did it have to add such a fear? And because God understands me, he knows that, excuse me, he knows that this is what was going to take to change me. God knows all of his children and he has a, he has a plan. He has a calling for every of his children and he's going to work out that plan in his own timing and his purpose. My time was up. My time for me, for God to, 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 to um, work in me in this one aspect of my life was now. And God, I asked for it and he, he gave it to me. So I, I communicated that with my girlfriend and we said, you know what, this is, it's time. Like we, we have to, you know, um, and for two years we, you know, had to spend a lot of time and pray, but what, you know, two years without, you know, doing, doing that, it, it taught me a lot of things. It taught me one to, to love her for, for, for who she is. Right. It taught me to, to, um, to have self-control. It taught me a lot of things. Right. But the thing about that was, you know, that fear always carried on, you know, because, you know, in sin, there's consequences. And that was one of I'm, that was one of the consequences, right? It was something that I had to learn. Now, I still struggle, right? I still struggle with what different areas in my life, right? It's just God wanted to work in that specific area of my life. You know, it doesn't mean that. Uh, you know, somebody's any, any other holy or anything. No, God just has a, when he has a calling in your life, he wants to work in certain things in your life. And he knows for mine, mine was very big on sexual sin. That was like my Goliath. That was my big mountain that God had to work in me and show me that anything is possible through him. He had to show me how, how powerful he is and that he is for me, not against me, that he has a purpose and why he's doing this in my life. So after the two years, you know, um, we, me and Stephanie did a lot of, uh, you know, talking. We, we, we got to know each other more in different levels. And um, just recently, last month, we got married. Um, so, um, you know, God, we had a, I, I took that step of faith. I knew God had put it in my heart. It was about time. Um, you know, Wade always tells me, he's like, you, you know, you delayed it, you know, Cause I was always afraid. I was always afraid to make a mistake. You know, you get those thoughts like, "Is she the one? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to do?" And um, and and God had shown me so much. He'd confirmed so many. But we're flesh. We always fear. We always doubt. You know, God. No matter how much He would show you, we always doubt. But that's why He's always there to show us His goodness. Um. So yeah, we, we eventually, we, we got married and, and now God is, uh, as you know, she's an amazing wife. She's an amazing person and she has a hunger for Christ. You know, she gave her life to Jesus and she loves Jesus and, um, she's, um, my backbone. She's there to help me. Now I understand why God wanted her to be in my life. Now I understand why God wanted us to be together because I've always had a vision for me individually. My biggest thing is learning how to share my biggest thing was learning how to work as a team. Growing up, it was always I, I, I. But God put me a partner now where we become one, where our calling is one, where now we see God together. And he's going to use both of us, right? I need her and she needs me. And we're going to work together to encourage each other. So, you know, I know it's a lot of things. You know, uh, I mean, I've only been married a month. So I know I got to, you know, now I'm learning to be a husband. You know, a lot of things that God has in place and plans that he has for us. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, Alex, you're a, you're a great dude, man. And 
you know, you've, you've been in my life for a while now. And it's, if you think about it, it's crazy where we started, right? I, I also work at NACA, like most people know. Um, and the crazy thing is in, in my testimony when I, that I first shared, um, you were a GM at one point for NACA. And I remember when I was going through my trial, you had asked me one time, you're going to think this is funny. You had asked me one time, like why my pants were so wrinkly. <laughs> right you had asked me that yeah. right and it's just and the reason was is because I was homeless right and it's and it's crazy now to even to even think about where we're at now I've seen you grow you've seen me grow I've asked you questions and you've asked me questions and the crazy thing is, is we were both at the same place at the same time and we both really didn't even know God yet but it's crazy that even back then God had put us together in one in one in one place and now you're probably one of my best friends my brother in Christ you baptized me, right? Like you, you're the person that brought me to Christ. Crazy. You baptized me, and and at one point you're questioning why are your pants wrinkly? Like you're judging me at one yeah. point, and now you're probably one of the number one people I go to. My phone, I call you all the time. I probably annoy you a lot, but it's it's crazy that you met your your wife at Knockout. You kind of did all the things at Knockout. I knew you from Knockout, and it's just crazy to hear your story. It's crazy where we're at right now. Um, you know, Andres, we're we're here in humble beginnings and in a room in Knockout Fitness. So it yeah. seems like there's something with Knockout where God's working, God's yeah. doing something with Knockout, and I know for sure that this isn't the this isn't the end. This is just the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. There's your story moves me and my own personal um, what I'm dealing with personally, and Andres can attest to it too. There's things that I'm dealing with that I'm gonna have to work out, and there's decisions that are gonna be made soon. And, you know, testimonies like this and sharing stories like this really motivates people. You know, I'm not perfect either. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to come onto the podcast and claim to be perfect. Um, but your story truly motivates me and it truly touches me. And um, I, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you coming on. And I do have some questions I want to ask, but I'm going to flip it over to Andreas for a little bit because that story is powerful, man. I, and I know you, you know, I know you like the back of my hand. So I'm there's not much else for me to say, so. I think it's just crazy because uh, Alex's testimony kind of just shines the light on, you know, God's faithfulness. You know, you you, you know, he, he had a lot of things that happened to him and, uh, you know, a lot of prayers. And, and it really just shows you that, you know, God does listen to our prayers. You know, I can just imagine Alex and all those moments where, he, you know, he felt, you know, lost and cried out to God. And, and you know, you know, I always go back to Joseph in the Bible. He cried out to God so many times. You know, and God was still faithful uh, to him, and he ended up, you know, using him in mighty ways. And just to see the night and day difference in Alex, and you know, you know, I hear Alex talk about how he used to be, and you know how he is now, and it's just like the definition of you know transformation through to Christ. So, just wanted to add that, and, you know, pass it over back to Tyler. You know, another crazy thing too is I told Alex this um, just the other day, I think. Um, when, when Alex first came to Christ, I was kind of on the back burner with what I believe. I was kind of like believing in, but like having a problem with fully committing. And I used to get upset with your videos. You'd post these videos on Instagram with my spirit. <laughs> I'm not even liking my spirit. I'd be so upset. Like, why is he doing this? Why does he keep saying this stuff? Why does he keep coming on here and talking about this Jesus? Like, what's up? What's going on? You know, because when I met you, to be honest with you, I met you, I think, right when you found Christ. Like you, I didn't know if you fully transitioned into like being the difference between a believer and a follower, right? Like mm-hmm. I think you, I think you were kind of transitioning into the follower aspect. Um, but I just, I couldn't understand why you were doing this. Like I was like, why does this kid keep doing this? Why does he post? I, I, I dude, very vividly, I unfollowed you for a while. 
I literally unfollowed you because of what you were preaching. And at the moment, the, the, the crazy thing is, bro, is that what I didn't understand is that you were planting seeds in my life. The Lord is allowing you to plant seeds in my life. But at the moment, I was like, nah, now nah, now's not the time. I don't need this. Like, I still want to do this, this, and this. I'm I'm 21. I want to go. To, I want to go to the club. I want to do yeah. all these different things. But you were planting seeds yeah. in my life, and I unfollowed you for a minute. And then it's just it's like I said, man. It's it's really hard to explain like the way that I felt. But I just I, I just thank God, man. Like glory to God, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. praise the name forever and ever. Like the stuff, the the things that the Lord allowed you to say that I hated, right? Yeah. I hated it. But what what was allowed was it was just little seeds, man. Little seeds that were planted and. I'm just thankful that I didn't, you know, just completely take you off of all social medias and, and just be like, dude, and let, and, and really let Satan win. Right. Yeah. Like, because now I'm, I'm a believer in, I'm a believer in Christ. I follow, I follow God. I'm trying to do all these different things with the Lord. There's on, things now. that I need to work on, but you know, those messages allowed the flame to grow a little bit bigger yeah. and then my flame is going to grow bigger with the people that we touch. Mm-hmm. Here's another crazy word, Alex. Think about this. What happens if Christian wasn't doing his duty as a believer? Mm. What happens if Abby wasn't doing her duty as a believer? Mm. Where does that put Alex? Mm. Where does that put all the people that Alex touched? Where mm. does that put all the people that Tyler eventually right, touched? Right. You know, it's a chain of effect. It's a domino effect. And, and God's just so good, man. Like, he started, he, you know, he's just faithful. He's so good. Man, come on, somebody. We got to so. give uh, Tyler here a, a mic, man. We got to put him in the church and start yeah. preaching. Man. <laughs> Drop the mic now. Come on now. Come on, so. somebody. Um, real quick, Alex, I do have a few questions that I want to ask you. All right, Alex. So a couple questions I want to ask you. The first question, um, kind of going back to your testimony, I might have an idea, but just for the viewers, what was the first spiritual experience, good or bad, um, that you ever had that kind of woke you up, that kind of put you in a, like, made you kind of think like, oh man, God is, uh, you know, this is from God or this is from Satan or, or what, what, what it may be, what was your first spiritual experience you ever had? I mean, I guess it would be the, the time when I went to church camp. You know, I feel like that yeah. to me was uh, the moment when he actually, you know, reached my heart. It was a time where I felt, I felt his love. I can say I felt his love. I felt him like literally like tug my heart and like show me that he's here. Like he, right. you know, he's, 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 he's there and he's calling me. You know, and I think at that moment when I was raising my hands is, is when I felt that for the first time. So did did you go to church camp with any, was it with Abby or did you go with any other friends or did you go by yourself? Or like, oh, no. So, me? yeah. So actually I had gone to a church camp with Abby. She had, um, she had invited me to this camp and I was like, you know, curious about it. I was like, okay. And she had told me it was college kids and all this. And um, the, the crazy thing, she, I think she had told me, she's like, the reason why I didn't, I didn't tell you that it was kids because if I would have told you that you would have never came mm. and that was the honest truth I would have never went because it was kids right for me I was oh, I'm an older guy I'm grown, yeah, I'm grown. Yeah. I was like what am I going to go do with kids you know like but the thing about that is those kids are so hungry yeah. and they're they don't care they just they just want God they, they they're looking for hope you know, but for somebody like me, I'm not looking for hope. I'm just, I'm a prideful person. You know, I don't, you know, but when she had, to honest truth, this was before I had met Stephanie, but when she had mentioned college kids, my focus was, yeah. I'm going to meet a girl. Yeah. I'm going to meet a woman, right? I'm like, who's this church girl? I'm going to meet beautiful girl. I'm going to get her number and all this. Yeah. And that was my main focus. 
get that. The one I'm going to meet is Jesus. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? You know, but it, I, I thought it was just hilarious. Like when, when Abby had told me that, I was like, man, like you got me. And that was just the start, you know, a way God was just going to draw me closer to him, you know, to get away from my pride. Cause my pride was, if I would have known, I would have never went, you know? Um, so yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is, right. I think that sometimes the Lord will use sin, um, for the good, right? Right. Like Romans eight twenty eight, like all things for good. Right. Yeah. So even our sinful ways, even our sinful desires, God's going to turn and say, you know what, what, what you think is, is broken and needs help. I'm going to use that. Yeah. And I'm going to allow something greater to happen. Right. Right. I'm going to allow something greater that you never imagined. Yeah. Go ahead with that intention and that thought. And that may be something that, that, that the Lord allows the, the enemy to put into your mind. Right. Maybe it's allowed because God's not, Satan only knows a little bit. Right? He knows a lot, but mm-hmm. he only knows a little bit compared to God. Yeah. God has all the power on the heavens and on the earth. So where does that leave Satan? Right. How much power does Satan have if God has all the power, all the power, all caps, capital A, capital L, capital L, exclamation point. Right. You know, where does that leave Satan? So, yeah, God can definitely use sin as well. And, you know, I I personally in my life, I'm sure God has used sin in many ways, mainly as a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. Hit the alarm clock. It's 6 (laughs) a.m. By the time you wake up, open your eyes. Yeah. You know, so. And I wanted to ask that because, like, I went, uh, and street preached with Alex a couple of times. And I remember one of the times when it was actually um, amazing what happened. Uh, these little kids, I don't know if you remember Alex, um, they stopped by and uh, they were like the only ones listening. Dude, I remember that. And they were like the only ones listening and they were so attentive, so hungry for the Lord. And, you know, we had all these adults walking by and yeah. caring and, and you just, you, you, you know, you saw that. They literally like, they ne- they like sat down. Yeah, they they were sitting. That was like three, four kids, and they just okay. sat down in their scooters, and they were just listening, listening. And I'm like, I I, I did nothing but smile because I'm like, man, like it's these kids don't know nothing, but they know one thing is they 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 act in faith. They're just like humble, you know, like hey, I want to listen. I'm curious, like it's crazy, man. And that's why I brought it up because you know you were talking about those kids at that at that camp and. You know, I feel like you've always had a heart for kids, and yeah. um, and uh, personally, I've seen that in your life. You know, your 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 little brother, and you you're such a good role model to him, and it really just inspires me. You know, you know, the leadership that you carry is is amazing, man. So I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah, no, I I try to be, you know, but it's yeah, man. I mean, the, I think right now, you know, the youth, you know, youth needs a lot of you know, a lot of guidance. They need a lot of help, and I think that's why God raises up young people you know to reach those young people because we live in a fallen world and and um you know god will reach those souls you know so well another question for you alex um how do you know if something comes from the holy spirit or if it's coming from our own basic knowledge right like the worldly knowledge that we were born into so how do we know if it's a spirit and how do we discern if it's just our knowledge man that's a that's a good question um i I think like um, I think that's something that like it you you take time to learn, right? Um it's a it's a it's a it's a definitely a daily process. I mean it's a walk and you learn to know God's voice and you learn to know when it's your flesh, right? Um because I know I want a lot of things, right? Right. And doesn't make them good, right? Um, but I know that 
when when you read God's when you read God's word, it's a way to know. It's a way to understand His voice, right? Um, so to kind of answer your your question is is just really examining what the purpose of the voice is. Where's the what? Where is that thought or that voice guiding you to? Right? Is it is it guiding you something that that is is going to bear fruit? Right? Is it something that's going to draw you closer to God? Is it something that He's wanting to accomplish through you, or something that you just internally want to do that has you know no no fruit at all? So you really have to kind of examine. Like I said, I I'm not fully there yet. But I am learning, and, and the little things that I have learned is that, that it's just taking a lot of discernment to understand it through his word and through taking time and, and, and praying about it, really listening and, and, and listening to that voice in your heart. Kind of another thing to go off of that, right? Like, I'm, that's a question, but I kind of have a sub-question to the question. Um, with that being said, give us some ways that you can defeat the enemy's tactics and live in obedience, right? Because with, with understanding what's the difference between the Holy Spirit and what's the difference between our own earthly knowledge? Sometimes if we go based off that earthly knowledge, you know, we could be listening to the wrong voice. Right. right? A lot of times people pray and they'll pray for materialistic things like, Father God, you know, please give me the brand new car. Please give me a promotion. Please give me this, 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 and this. But who are we praying to hmm. when we're saying that? Hmm. We're saying, Father God, but who are we really praying to when we're ask, asking for earthly treasure? Hmm. What is a brand new car going to do for us in heaven? What is a... A promotion going to do for us in heaven because at the end of the day the 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 highest level promotion that you can be is to be a child of god come on now you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or lawyer yes it matters right like right. doctors and yeah. lawyers are here saving people and helping out and you know it's a law all right, that right, stuff right. right but like how do you defeat like now that we can kind of know the difference in a, in a way mm-hmm. how do you defeat the enemy's tactics what's some things that you can encourage people that are listening to do to help sound out the, the enemy if you will Honestly, man, I mean, just a simple answer, and I know probably um, everybody knows this, um, but it is just so key is is prayer. You know, I found that in my darkest moments, um, in my moments where, you know, I feel that enemies attacks, whether that's in my mind, mentally, physically, emotionally, is running to God and just talking to him pouring out my heart and asking them to show me, show me what is going on right now. Show me what it is and show me, lead me through this battle, right? Because if we ask him to show us how to fight the battle, he's going to lead us, right? He's going to give, he's going to equip us. He's going to give us everything that we need, that we need to go and, and, and win, you know, against the enemy, right? He's the ultimate winner. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's a king, right? But he's still going to allow us to go through situations and battles and trials so he can build us, he can mold us, and he can refine our faith, right? Um, so we're, none of us are void from those battles, right, from fighting the enemy's tactics. But it's really spending that time in prayer and listening to what, what he has to say and what he wants you to do. He'll lead you to his word. He'll lead you and he'll show you, right, um, things like that. So, you know... I think too, like the, the, the biggest thing, like at least for me, you know, how to come against these battles and these things that, you know, Satan tries to do, I think really, it really comes down to, you know, knowing his tactics too, because, yeah. you know, when you, when you, when you start to distinguish what thoughts are really yours yeah. and what thoughts are his, Satan's, 
you start to be able to combat it with the word. Um, mm. You should always combat it with the word because mm. the word is like a sword, right? Yes. That's what the Bible says. And um, when you come against it, you know, I remember I, I was, you know, had I got on the tax and I prayed, you know, um, uh, it's like a verse that goes, uh, take all thoughts captive right, right. to the name of Jesus Christ yeah. and obedience to Jesus mm -hmm. Christ and it will go. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the times we have to use the word against Satan because right, right. he hates the word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Right, yeah. And so it, it, it's almost it's almost like the, uh, with prayer, with the word of God, you know, those two are powerful against, yeah. you know, yeah. those battles. Yeah. And I, one thing that you had said, I think Wade had done the, the Bible study, yeah. but he literally did a Bible study on Satan's kingdom. Yeah, right yeah, and he he, he went he did the yeah, whole breakdown and it's just like dang you know it's crazy because like when you're on a football team right and you're going against your opponent what do you do you watch film right. you study if you're a quarterback you watch film on the defense if you're a wide receiver you watch uh film on the defensive back and you study you study you study right of course our minor focus is the kingdom but we should never be like you know ignorant of the enemy's devices yeah. right and always understand them and, and you know to answer that it was a you know it kind of brought it up to my mind so i think another thing too man um i've noticed this a lot with a myself and my own testimonials that i could share and be with other people that are kind of new i think a lot of times some of the biggest tactics of the enemy is to keep you in fear mm. is to keep you fearful it, it would be like as soon as you open up your bible you really think that 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 Satan's not going to be upset with that? You really yeah. think that he's going to allow you to gain knowledge to touch the lives of other people in this world? Mm. You think Satan's going to try to let that happen? Right. As soon as you open that Bible and you start to read, he's coming at you with whatever he got. Yeah. He's going to hit you with dreams. He's going to hit you with thoughts. He's going to mm. hit you with all these different things. They're going to keep you from not reaching more people to bring them to the kingdom of life. Right. It's time to, I'm telling you, it's time to shake, it's time to Come shake on, the gates somebody. of hell. Come on, somebody, oh, yes. It's time Let's to go. shake the gates of hell, and we have to understand. I have a, a great book, actually, um, that my brother Andreas got me. We wanted at a little white elephant Christmas. John Ramirez, check it out, guys. It's called Armed and Dangerous, the Ultimate Battle Plan for Targeting and Defeating the Enemy. Ooh, by, by John, John Ramirez. Ramirez. John Ramirez. Yeah. Look him up, man. He's yeah. powerful. Yeah, he's powerful, man. And just a little bit about John Ramirez, just to kind of give you an idea of who this guy is. This guy used to worship Satan and was sold out to Satan. I'm talking, you know, blood sacrifices, rituals, you know, uh, he would do all these kinds of stuff for Satan and uh, God really has changed his life. So keep that in mind while, you know, goes yeah, go, go on YouTube and, and search him up. Amazing, amazing thing that God did through his life. Yeah, he's great. And on the back of this book, what I'm really like, what I really like the most, it says it's time to push back the gates of hell. Oh, come on, somebody. Time to push back the gates of hell. And he's going to equip you guys in this book. If you guys are struggling with spiritual warfare, if you got, which it is a real thing. Spiritual warfare is real. Guys. Yeah, once you open that is. Bible and once you start to, once you start to really get into it, don't think that the thoughts in your head are, it is not real because it is real. It's, it's yep. Satan trying to take something from you that God has in store for exactly. you. Exactly. And just, just think if, if Satan's hitting you hard. That's probably because God has something really, really, really big in store for your life. So take that as almost a compliment. Yeah. If Satan's coming at you with thoughts and he's hitting you with all this stuff, sometimes what Satan will do, guys, and I learned this in the book as well, is he'll give you a bad week at work and he'll emotionally and mentally tear you down because of what he's really going to try to do. Mm. That's just that's just something that he's going to mm. hide. He's just hitting you with, oh, you have a bad work week. That's fine. You're going you're gonna to get all these bad little vibes. Everything is going to be bad at work. 
But really what Satan is doing is he's, it's like if you're a boxer, hmm. right? We're, we're familiar with boxing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to fight in February and you right, right. ran the gym before. When you box, you throw a jab. Right. You throw a jab. You throw a jab. You throw a jab. But the only reason you're jabbing is because you're trying to set up for something else. Yeah. A power shot. You're trying to hit him with that two. You're trying to hit him with the power hook. So what Satan does is he's going to try to jab you. He's going to jab you, jab exactly. you, jab you, jab you. And what he's going to do is he's going to try to make you feel so defeated that he can hit you with the right hook. Right. But the thing is, through grace and faith, um, and knowing who Jesus Christ is, if Jesus is with you, mm-hmm. there's nobody in this world who can be against Come you. On, somebody. So best believe that with, with God on your side, there's nobody that's going to be able to oh, stop yes. you. So Let's go. Um, glory to Him always, forever and always. So. Come on now. Um, yeah. And that's, that's part of the thing too, is like when you come um, into battle, right? What does the Bible say? You know, put on the whole armor of God, mm. you know? And a lot of times you don't really understand, you know, you know, you know, he's not asking us to like, you know, put on just what the helmet, you know, right. or just put on the boots, you right. know, or put on just the boots. He's telling us to put on the whole armor of God. Yeah. So that means that, you know, when you come out there and these attacks come, guys, if you have that armor of God and you're stayed in locked in the word, it ain't a damn thing that the devil can do to you. On, because when you have the armor of God on, no matter what attack you get, no matter what lie of Satan comes at you, you're good because yeah. you trust the Lord right, right. and you're putting your foundation yeah. in him. So. So real quick, guys, if you guys have a moment real fast, we're going to turn to the Bible again real quick. We're going to open up to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Okay, so while we're on the topic, let's go ahead and put on the whole armor of God right now. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, if you need to pause the podcast, do that real quick. Um, Let's go ahead and get right into that word. And that word says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter um, 6 verse 13 says, Wherefore, take on to you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand an evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins grit about the tr- with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So the first part, guys, put on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shoes of peace. So we have the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Now we have the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench quench all the fiery, fiery darts of the wicked. So guys, we're getting equipped with so much things right now. We got the breastplate of righteousness. We got the shoes of peace. We have the... The shield of faith. So keep in mind, this is only a little bit. I'm going to get through this whole thing here in a second. But this is just a little bit of tactics that we can use to fight against the principalities of the darkness. Now understand, we don't go into battle blind. We don't go into battle with no armor. We have to equip ourselves daily. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Right, so we have the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness. All these different things that we need to be fully equipped with because we are worries in Christ. The Kingdom Brothers podcast, we're worries of Christ. Kingdom Ministries, like we have to be prepared, like we're going to battle. And guess what? Every single person that's listening has a calling on their on their life. I don't care if you think that you are useless, whatever. Because here's the thing: if you were so useless, then why would you wake up? The only validation, the only thing that you need to know when you wake up every day, the only thing that validates your life is the fact that you wake up because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the ultimate decider. 
right? You're depressed, you're hurt, you want to kill yourself. Your validation of life is the fact that you woke up today. The fact that you breathed in fresh air of lungs or, or fresh, uh, fresh air into your lungs. There's people, guys, who go to sleep at night just like we did, right? A lot of times people take waking up for granted, right? Mm -hmm. We went to sleep last night and the Lord blessed us with another day. He granted us with another day yeah. to glorify his kingdom. Hmm. He gave us an opportunity to talk about him. He gave us another opportunity to have another battle too. Right. Right. That's, that's a blessing. A battle is a blessing in my honest opinion, because what God is doing is he's getting you ready for something else. You know, I think too, like it comes down to like, you know, a f there's a part in the Bible where it talks about the fire, right? And it's how yeah. it's refining you. You know, and, and how we got we go through, you know, J James chapter two, one says, you know, that consider it pure joy to go through trials and tribulations yeah. um, because they mature you. And so a lot of the times we're going to go through things because God has a plan to mature us. Mm. You know, a lot of, you know, and, and we can go back to the first episode on this podcast where Tyler was going through all the stuff that he was going through. But he wouldn't be the man he is today if it wasn't for those trials and tribulations. Right. You know, the same goes for Alex and me. And so with that being said, we have to understand that and, and, and hold our ground with that foundation, with that understanding that that armor that we put on is supposed to end the trials that we, you know, go through are supposed to shape us, you know, ultimately. Well, um, let me ask you this. What's the reward for a battle one? Reward for the battle one? Yeah. Well, the reward for battle one is that, you know, ultimately the glory goes to God, right? You know, the, the armor of God, when we win those battles, we understand that our God is real, right? Yeah. And so when we go through these things, these battles, you know, uh, it's another, uh, example of how God works in our life and how good he is. Yeah. Nice. So simple answer for that, for, for what I was basically asking the reward for a battle one faith, faith, but check this out. It's super simple. You're going to be like, Oh, come on, dude. A reward for a battle one is another battle. Come on, dude. You no, know, that's true. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah, true. So, like, we, we win the battle, and it's like, thank you, right. Jesus. We just won. And then a couple of days later, a couple of months later, we go through another battle. Exactly. And we're like, God, how many battles do I have to go through? But it's not about winning the battle. It's about winning the war. Mm, come on now. So each battle we win is a little bit closer to winning the war. So um, I have another question, Alex. I know that we're uh, kind of going on a little bit here and getting sidetracked and stuff. But um, the next question that I have is, what would be some advice... Um, that you give to a new believer, someone who just found God, someone who's on fire for the Lord, someone who is ready to just get their boots on, go outside in their underwear and scream, Jesus is Lord. Shout out to David Ramirez. Um, oh, yeah. I love that brother. He didn't get in his underwear, but he got on a couple baseball fields. Yeah. Um, so explain to us a little bit a way that you would give advice to someone who's brand new, a brand new believer who, who could possibly be listening or who is listening. Um, I would say get plugged in, right? Because... What happens a lot of times is um, is a lot of new believers come, you know, even I've heard it from even in prisons, right, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, believers are in prison and they're getting fed, fed, fed. They get out and nowhere to be gone. Right. Um, so for a new believer, it's important to get plugged in into a church. Right. It's important to get plugged in because you need the accountability. You need the firm foundation right? You need to know biblical principles, right? And that's one thing that I've, I've learned is I, we need that, right? Um, because God, I mean, God's going to use you, right? Regardless, but it's different when you have that accountability. It's different when you learn to serve, right? Whether it's in a church building, whether it's at a house, 
right? But get plugged in somewhere where they'll teach you the Bible. They'll teach you uh, the principles. They'll allow you to grow, right? That's going to push you. Um, and you have that person to, to shepherd you, right? And I think that's important, right? Um, uh, it's a, you know, a tip that I would say. Yeah, you can't really go through it alone. We kind of yeah, feel like we, yeah. we have to sometimes. Absolutely. But honestly, you know, with Brothers in Christ, you're just being able to go to someone who's an elder in the faith and, you know, has a lot of wisdom and, and you know, has been, you know, been in the faith for a long time. Mm-hmm. They ultimately have things that you don't understand and that they have gone through so they can yeah. help you, you know. Shout out to um, Brother Alberto, uh, who's listening to this. I appreciate you so much, man. You, you know, you ever since I you know started being discipled by you, have gone so much um, knowledge and, and really has helped me out in my walk. So that's another thing is, is putting mm-hmm. not faith in man, but, but uh, obviously just having people awesome. yeah. in your life. Disciple that discipleship, man. That's yeah. you know, discipleship is uh, something that we we all need, especially you know. I'm, I mean. We're we're young in the Lord, right? We have so much to grow. We have so much to learn, and discipleship it's a process, right? It's a lifelong yeah. thing, right? You know, we're, we're Jesus' disciples, right? And we have things that we have to grow in, and things that we have to learn, you know. Well, that'd be another follow up question too. With that, right? That's that's great advice. Another follow up is a lot of times I I realize that when we when we speak to people about God, we get a lot of different questions. Um, but one thing I hear all the time is what would you say to someone or what advice would you give to someone who says, I want to follow God, I really do, but I don't know how or I don't know how to pray. So what advice do you give to someone that says, I want to follow you, God, but I just don't know how? What advice would you give to someone who has that type of thinking? Because I for sure had that type of thing when I first started. I want to follow you, Lord, but um, how? I don't know how. Yeah, and, and that's a good question. I think it goes right back to the previous one is the discipleship um, because it's kind of hard to, um, you know, like uh, somebody that's right, like myself, including myself. I when I first came to to being a believer, all I knew to have with God, you know, it's a, it's a relationship, right? But I didn't know anything else, right? I didn't know what the, you know, for instance, like justification, sanctification, right? current things, how to be a disciple, what it means to be a disciple, what it is that God is calling me to, what's his purpose and his plan for my life. And these are things, right, that we learn as part of being a disciple, but you have to be, right, um, plugged in. You have to get somewhere where they'll teach you this because it's, we we don't, when we first come, we don't understand the Bible. We don't, there's so many things from Genesis to Revelation. There's so many things that go tie in, right? Like what's God, what's God's calling your life? You know, and that's something that God will show you and and figuring out what you're calling in calling is. What are your gifts? What are your talents? Right. Sit down with somebody that will take the time to show you those things and show you what. Now, of course, to follow Jesus is it's a lifelong process. You'll go up, you'll go down, you'll learn things. But understanding the principles, understanding biblical truth to be able to at least, you know, right, you know, to 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 go to to that. Right. To, to what Jesus is calling you. Like actually being plugged in, like you're talking about, yeah. was probably the most important thing that I did. Right. And I, do you remember the day that you, you had called me up? I was actually in the Popeyes drive-through line getting something to eat. Yeah. And you had asked me, you said, Tyler, you said, do you go to church? And I remember I told you, I said, no, nah, man. And you said, why? And straight up, why? And I said, I, to be honest with you, I, I've never really felt a call nowhere. I've never really felt like 
I don't feel like going to a big church and clapping my hands and and because a lot of times what happens is is people can um what would be a good way to put it they can uh, almost uh they can what's a good word help me out here boys um what's the word idolize the worship mm. or idolize the pastor mm. oh yeah, yeah they can get so involved with the worship some people are like I'm gonna go to church because I'm gonna listen to the worship. Mm. And not the message. I'm not going to get the message, but I'm going to go get the worship. Right. So sometimes we idolize even the good things in church. We will idolize the worship or we'll idolize the pastor. And we won't realize that it's not necessarily the, the person, but it's the it's what the Lord is giving to the person. Mm. You know, it's 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 the it's the word that they like passed away, for example, or, or for your brother, uh, what was his name? Alberto. That's the, Alberto, mm-hmm. the brother that's, that's discipling you. They all have such a heavy anointing from God, and all they're right. doing is they're, they're sharing that with right. us. Exactly. They're giving, they're they're allowing that anointing to fall on yeah. us too. So if we're getting discipled and we're not doing our part, what is the point of the discipleship? Yeah. Because we're all called to do different things. So the same person that Alberto could reach may not be all the people that Andreas can reach or Alex can reach. Tyler is called to ter- to touch a certain a certain type of people's lives, just like you, Andreas, just like you, Alex. So. That discipleship goes a long ways because now it's like a huge family tree. Exactly. It's like a huge family tree. We're going all these different branches and all these branches are yeah. leading to fruit and all these fruits are, are making God happy. And, and eventually the key, right, is we can all enjoy the fruits of the spirit and we'll get to enjoy that. Right. What we reap is what we sow. I mean, just think about it, right? I mean, like Jesus called Peter, right? Jesus called Matthew. He called 12, 12 apostles, right? But he said, come and follow me. Right. And when he said, come and follow me, Jesus took them through processes of what they had to go through. He'll speak truth to them. They had to learn to listen. They had to learn to obey. They had to learn to uh, to listen to what Jesus was was saying and understand. Right. Understand his ways. And I think that's, you know, it's it's important for all of us. Right. And I think that's why with him giving us his word and, and, and uh, a lot of great pastors and people out there that are willing to take the time to, to disciple, right. And to give that, that, that teaching is, is something that we all need, right. Cause we can never stop growing. Growing is something that, you know, we're going to keep growing to the day that, you know, God calls us home. Yeah. I heard a saying one time that I just literally heard this probably two days ago, maybe even yesterday. Um, and it was more so like someone, it was a business. So it was someone that does business and they said, if you're not growing, you're dying. So think about that. If you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. So it's the same. It goes back to where's where's the salt in our life, right? Because if we're not growing, we're dying. So um, if we're not if we're not getting in the word, if we're not constantly talking about God, and we're not doing the things that we're called to do, then in time, we're not gonna we're not gonna have we're not gonna have the Holy Spirit no more. We're just gonna be kind of in a way, and he hates say like spiritually dead. Right. We're not going to have a testimony. We're not going to have nothing to share. We're not going to have nothing to to give to the world. Right. The easiest way to sh- to talk about God without forcing it on people mm. is to share a testimony of what God has done for you. Mm. We're not just going to blast. We're not just going to blast scripture. We're not just going to blast all these different things. We're just going to share what God has done in our life. And God's gonna do the rest. Mm-hmm. We're gonna plant the seed. He's gonna water. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean. So come on. Really, the Preach last, it. really the last question that I have, Alex, um, and and I feel like we can all get involved on this last question too is, how do you know when God is trying to quote unquote speak to you, right? How do you know like in your mind, you know, God is trying to speak to you. You hear that all the time. God spoke to me, right? A lot of people say that God spoke to me. Well, well, how do you know 
when for the viewers how do you know when god's trying to speak to you how, how would you say Alex? um i think i mean i think it really comes to um i mean god speaks god speaks to the heart right, right? um and i think even personally in my life i felt like God knows when you're trying to ask him something before you even ask him. Mm. He knows your thoughts before you even think them, right? So when even the concern or the thought, the worry, the fear comes up my heart, God is already at the door ready to answer it right then and there, right? right? And I know when it's him because it brings me peace. Mm. It brings me comfort. It brings me joy and assurance Right. And that's when I know that he's trying to speak to me. Right. Um, you know, so for me, it's just really, really listening to to what my heart and, and where he's directing me to it. Right. Um, and just taking the time to even get in a quiet place where I can just listen and understand what he's trying to get to my attention right now. Yeah, I think the, uh, another thing too, to add on to what Alex is trying to say is when we, you know, the Bible says that um, the sheep hear his voice. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're his sheep. We're the Lord's sheep. And uh, when we hear his voice, we, we get to make a decision based off that. You know, yeah. right. I think a lot of the times when, when we're trying to listen to God's voice, we should see the signs that it's him. Yeah. Too. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times when you're, you know, making a big decision, you know, it's, if it's from God, it's going to go the way it's supposed to go. Right. And if it's not from God, it's going to stop. And you have to look out for those signs um, when it comes to that. Just to, to make a decision whether this is from God or this is not from God, and to really to hear His voice, you have to see what's what what is happening to right. to kind of you know justify what that is. Yeah, and I think another thing too, like just kind of my take on it, um, prayer and then also meditation with prayer, mm. because a lot of times with prayer comes us speaking to God and talking to God. Yeah, but there's a difference between talking to God and listening to God. Mm. And going back to what you're talking about with discipleship, that's the number one thing. The number one thing that I think the Lord was trying to implement into my life was the ability to just sit and listen. Bro. That's, to sit there and yeah. listen. Because for the longest time, I couldn't sit here for 25 minutes, right. 30 minutes and listen to a testimony without giving something that I yeah. thought I was supposed to share. So the discipleship is another thing that I learned is just listen. Because a lot of times when you listen... You're going to hear something that's really important. Yeah. you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Are you supposed to listen twice as much as you're supposed to talk? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of times we miss we miss fruit sometimes Dude. when we Come kind on. of speak and not. Yeah. That, that's something that I'm like struggle like, you know, and even to this day. And I'm learning, learning is just like, like Tyler said, sit there and listen. Because it's like you go to prayer and it's like almost you got ants in your pants. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I prayed. I got everything off. Now I got to leave. And it's like. Really, you know, the Bible says be, you know, quick to quick, uh, slow to speak and quick to listen, right? right? Or vice versa, right? Yeah. You know, but, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's, I've always been, even myself, I've always been a kid where it's like, I, I love to talk, 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 but I don't like to listen. That's why I always got in trouble when I was little, you know, because I never <laughs> listened, you know? So for me, God, that's something that God is like working in me. And I, and I, and I love the fact that you said that. Yeah, man, and it's 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 one of those things too that even my even as I state it, I need to do a better job of applying mm. it because mm. it's easy. It's one thing to say something; on, it's man. another thing to do something. Oh, come on, somebody! You know, what I mean, it's easy to say something. <laughs> Let's go. When you actually got to take action, you got to do it. That's where you're gonna find out there's a difference between doers 
and the people that say they're going to do. Yes. Right. So, I mean, I could be better in all departments. Everything that I'm talking about, I could be better personally and I will be better and I'm going to get better. And through grace and faith, I'm sure that God's going to throw, throw a young kid into the fire and let a grown man spiritually come out. And that's what I hope. That's what I I pray about that. I hope for that. Actually, I don't even hope for that. I'm just going to keep praying for that. And I'm just going to keep doing what God's calling me to do. And like I said, there's things that everybody in this room knows I struggle with, but trust me, it's going to be dealt with here shortly. That was not going to be happening. Come on now. Come on now. I think too is um, kind of just going off, you know, listening to God's voice and all that. And, uh, you know, you guys remember in in the Bible where there was the three guys. It it was, uh, I always have a hard night. Oh, uh, a hard time. Meshach, um, Shadrach, and Abednego. Yeah, they're all, the three of them were in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And they were on the fire. Yes. And they were put in the fire, bro. And, um, then the, when they started to uh, look into the fire, they saw a fourth guy show up. Mm. And they were like, hold up. I thought we only put three in there. Who's that fourth dude? Yeah. You know, sometimes God just to just speak. He shows up, bro. Yeah. And he changes Ooh. the he changes, situation. He, yeah, right? he changes oh. the situation. Yeah. And that's how you can see him working. And that's how you can yeah. see like what he's doing in your life, bro. So Oh, yes. Come on, there. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you call upon the name of Jesus, man, it's, Ooh, there's on. something about that word. There's something about that name, yeah. Jesus. There's something about that name, Jesus, that makes those come, th- those demons flee, bro. Come on, somebody. Yeah, they hear Jesus, and it's 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 trembling, it's fear. Yeah. And the Bible, you know, it, we're actually supposed to. Another thing too with prayer, um, the 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 lackadaisical prayers, like when we get attacked, right? Father, please stop the. Please stop this. Please stop. You know, we can't have mediocre prayers against the principalities we got to have fire prayers i'm talking lord father god smash their teeth and when they Mm. hear the name of jesus i hope they tremble and shake and go back to the valley of death where they belong you know they're they're, they're a certain type of prayers jesus he it's it's not one of those things where it's just like hey uh demon uh it'd be really nice if you left (laughs) no in jesus mighty name mighty 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 name i command you in the name of jesus to flee oh yeah right now up and down right oh yeah it's time to go no no definitely i think one thing that that kind of fires me up too because you know back in the day when i barely came to the to the the faith i was like uh go in jesus name you know yeah no bro like when i started getting on fire for the lord and showed me how to actually pray against these principalities bro i got up and with faith and i was like i declare you in the name of jesus to go because the bible says we do have the power against these things because it's not god didn't leave us you know with some you know baby holy spirit yeah. Wow, this this thing transforms. Yeah. This thing destroys the yeah. enemy, and there's nothing that the devil can do about it when it comes to yeah. that. And you know what? The craziest thing. This is a thing that I think people don't really grasp about the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit that lived in Jesus is the same Spirit that lives in us. Come on now. The mm-hmm. same exact Spirit, Jesus Christ Himself. The man who walked this earth and showed us a perfect example when He died and resurrected. He threw that Holy Spirit onto the land. That same spirit that lived in him is the same spirit that dwells in us. Somebody. It is he that abides in me, right? So it's just, it's crazy, man. It's, it's the spirit lives in us. It's crazy. It's wild. Praise God. You have any other questions, bro? Um, I mean, uh, that's pretty much it. All I had for questions. I know that the podcast went a little bit longer than it normally does, but I think it was definitely a lot more discussion. I think that it's definitely, we're growing, but this is our third podcast ever. So we're growing. I think each podcast is getting stronger and stronger. It's getting more structured. It's getting, it's getting 
uh, more laid out. Yeah. And I just can't honest. I honestly I can't wait to see what God decides to do with this. Amen. What He's gonna do in our lives. What yeah. He's gonna do in the in, the, in your guys' lives on the on the listening side. And I'm just thankful, man. Honestly, praise God. And uh, you know, with that being said, I kind of wanted to ask Alex to pray us out. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we just uh, we thank you for this um, day that you brought us all here together. Thank you for Lord uh, Andres and Tyler, God, and everybody that's listening, Father. For um, it is you, God, and it is you working through us. It is you working through your children, God, to um, do what it is you called us to do to 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 fulfill your will. And I just pray um, for everybody that's listening, Lord, that either people that don't know who, who you are or people that know who you are, God, will just be be captivated by your love, Lord, that they would be drawn by your love and that they'll learn and, and, and dig deeper with you, God, and that they will just that, that, that they would seek and to know you, God, and that they would know how much that you love them. The, the, the amazing thing that you did for all of us, God, and that is to die at the cross that is to die in calvary for all of our sins god you died for all of us father so that we can have a intimate relationship with you and i just thank you and i pray that you would bless this podcast bless tyler and andres as as they seek to to continue to grow lord and and i see their humbleness and heart lord and 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 that they're willing they're, they're they're willing to to do your work so i pray that you would just open doors open opportunities and um things god that you where you want them to go uh, you want to lead them and that you would just bless them and 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 multiply this god multiply their fruit and and uh lead them and direct their hearts and and bless everybody that's listening protect them we all got prayers we all got requests and and lord you you hear all of us so lord just give us the faith to believe that you know and that you will hear and that you will answer our prayers father and and just thank you in jesus name amen amen so uh, that concludes the uh, episode here on Kingdom Brothers Podcast. Um, we are going to have a email attached to the video in the description and also on the other platforms that we're going to put this on. And uh, yeah, use that email to go ahead and, you know, send us requests uh, for any prayers uh, and even, you know, share a testimony on there as well. You know, if, you know, if the person that you heard, you know, spoke to you and God revealed to you, we'd love to know that too. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys and uh, God bless you.